CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for your money and your life. Welcome into another edition of the podcast. It's your money and your life once again here with Don Cash as we are talking investing, finance, retirement, and it is our 100th episode. So we're going to do some reflections on this. Uh, kind of wild that we've been doing this for almost five years now and going through some of the things that we've been talking about, hopefully helping you and your family uh, with useful nuggets of information. So we're going to get into that with Don. What's going on, buddy? How are you? It's been a couple of weeks because you were on vacation. What's happening? Yeah, actually, it's uh, it's been about a month, right, since we spoke. Well, happy anniversary to you. Happy show, 100th show <laughs> right? to you. Uh, actually, it's been a incredibly busy summer. Of course, you know, when we spoke last, our daughter Carly had, had her wedding uh, last month. And our youngest daughter, Tori, is having her sweet 16 birthday tomorrow. Oh, nice. Oh, nowadays for kids, it's kind of like a mini wedding, Mark, you know, the sweet 16 parties uh, with a kind of we're kind of keeping it low key like okay. you know family only and Kathy and I have a big 30th wedding anniversary on Monday nice and here we are today with episode number 100 so busy busy yeah man well kudos and congratulations on all of that lots of good stuff going on indeed and you know uh, you know not to make short of the sweet 16 or even the 30th wedding anniversary which is fantastic but 100 podcast episodes kind of a big deal in our world here so I think something like ninety five percent of all of all shows never get that far. Kind of looked I looked up that information a little bit, uh, and there's over a million podcasts that have launched. Don, so I don't know. I feel impressed. Yeah, I think we've hit a good mark here, my friend. And, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, of course, I thank you, and I thank all of our clients and listeners. And you know, of course, we do our best to provide relevant information and lend. I guess more than information, lend a perspective and wisdom to help people lead a better life and. There's so much information out there, speaking of information, right? And it's growing every day with artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. And before the show, I Googled the term retirement planning market. You get 857 million hits, (laughs) right? But what people, I think, really long for is, is wisdom. Um, to and perspective to help make sense of it all. Yeah, I mean, as as humans, we like stories, we like analogies, we like things that help us kind of tie X's and O's and all the data and information into something that relevant, you know, resonates with us. And so, I think that's uh, certainly what we try to do here on the show. And you know, we couldn't have started this show over. I guess really a more tumultuous period of time, Don, unless maybe we had started it over this, you know, 2007 to 2009 window. Uh, but other than that, think about all the things that we've we've talked about and gone through, you know, the COVID stuff. Uh, and, and we were talking about five years, you and I, almost five years. And the COVID black hole seems to, often people will say, oh, yeah, we just did that three years ago. And then you go, no, wait, COVID was three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we did that six years ago or something like that. Uh, but COVID impeachments, election dramas, more on the way in that front. Uh, Ukraine drama, more on the way in that front. And of course, you know, inflation we've talked about for the highest of 40 years. So lots for us to at least have uh, in our arsenal, I suppose. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, going back four or five years, nobody could have foreseen all this stuff, right? And it gets back to what we talk about all the time, kind of a mantra we go through as it reflects or relates to finances and predictions. We say the stock market reacts to news, right? The news is unpredictable. Therefore, in the short run, 
the stock market's unpredictable. And that that really relates to other things besides the financial and stock markets as well. Yeah. You know, and then you compound on top of that, Don, that we've got tax law changes with IRAs, the Secure Act 1 and 2.0, <laughs> skyrocketing yep. national debt, uh, real estate prices through the roof and back, uh, and then, of course, uh, uh, interest rates now as well. So lots of stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. The real estate price issue is something I don't think anyone would have predicted. Uh, certainly not going back to uh, to COVID in 2020, right? right the consensus yeah. back then was that real estate prices were going to collapse, like what happened in sure. 2007 and 2008. And instead, it's gone pretty much straight up. Even now with the interest rates, Mark, going, over, going up over the past year, you know, home prices are still hitting new highs in some areas particularly in my neck of the woods here, even with 7% mortgage rates. Yeah. It's really you know something that's quite amazing. Yeah, a little mind-boggling in places. And depending on where you live, obviously that changes. Anything coastal, I don't think, I think it's impervious to, you know, the prices stay high and people will still buy it even with higher interest rates. But uh, lots of different places, I think hot spots are certainly going to pop up. But uh, speaking of those interest rates, Don, today is another Federal Reserve meeting with likely another interest rate hike. Now, I thought they had said they were going to only maybe do one more, if any, uh, but it's uncanny how many times we seem to be taping the show uh, the same day they're having a conversation because we didn't plan it that way. And now we didn't, and we tend to like record on Wednesdays. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe Mark. that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it, it gets you know it gets back to the the same point of not following predictions, right? Mm -hmm. At the start of the year, it was widely believed that home prices were going to drop. We'd be smack in the middle of a bad recession. Uh, or perhaps at least a mild recession, and that stock prices would have collapsed. And, you know, the opposite, pretty much the exact opposite has occurred. Yeah. You know, and again, I, I don't know exactly what the plan is for that. I don't think anybody does. I know that they've said different things about what they're going to do with the rates. So we'll kind of just have to see how that all plays out. But since it does seem to be a running theme, uh, let's go back to reflect on some past shows, Don, and what was in the news and how things are perceived and just mistakes uh, that we might have made or hopefully we can learn from to move forward. Yeah, I think that's the key, right? Sort of like looking back and seeing what we could have learned and, you know, moving forward with something productive. Mm -hmm. and, and since all of these shows that we have are posted on all of the platforms like Google, Apple, and Spotify, uh, and I think Spotify is actually number one, right? Am I, I correct? believe so, yeah. Yeah. I went back to listen to a few episodes from uh, several years back. And one of the shows was from 2019, Mark, and it was titled, Should New Technology Influence Your Investing Strategy? Mm, right? Okay. Big topic for today, actually, yeah. right? And one of the things we talked about back in 2019 was, uh, one point was self-driving cars by the end of that year. <laughs> Uh, is it the new is it the new flying car thing? Yeah. You know, I think they talked about that in 1961. Right. With the I mean, Jetsons. I've been I've been waiting on flying cars. Yes, exactly. So it's the Jetsons, but you know. How about this from the same show? Food delivery by drones by the end of 2019. I know they tested that in some areas, but I don't think it went well. Well, you know, in 2020, a lot of the the DoorDash guys uh that delivered to my house, they were kind of boring, but I wouldn't call them drones, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so the drone delivery never happened. Right. And here's one that, that was discussed, pilotless airplanes. Oh, boy. And, you know, that was stopped pretty much uh, quickly when a brand new 737, a Boeing plane, 
crashed shortly after takeoff. And then another one did the same thing. And in each case, the pilot struggled uh, against an autopilot system that took over and and sadly plunged the planes to their doom. Mm, so mm. one of the things that we mentioned back then was that neither one of us, and really no one I know of, would really feel good about being in a driverless car like an Uber or something like that. Yeah, you know, we're into what are we, almost August here now. And a couple of months ago, I saw Musk on uh, an interview talking about that they're they're getting even closer to the fully autonomous cars, and it should be arriving by the end of this year or maybe early next year. And it's just there's so many variables. And so when some counterpoint people were talking from tech standpoints, they're like, there's just so many unknown variables that the computers have to take into account. That and then how many people are going to accept that, right? So it's still kind of a little, little scary stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really amazing when you you look at that how many things that are predicted right to happen sure uh, that people push back against it's never widely accepted right Mm -hmm. and i remember as a kid there there was this huge push to learn the metric system i'm not sure if that was a big deal when you were a kid (laughs) oh yeah right yeah metric system they tried uh and if we didn't learn we'd all fail miserably in life i still mark i don't know what a kilometer is and and i think we did we all did okay yeah you know i can't remember exactly how the 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 meme goes or whatever but it says only two countries in the entire world have can claim this uh they don't use the metric system and they've been to the moon (laughs) and we're the only country i screwed that up it's the only two things that one country can claim (laughs) Yeah, is that true? I didn't know that. I don't know if it's true or not, but it's only only two countries or one country can claim these two things. I keep screwing that up. Uh, but once they've been to the moon and they refuse to use the metric system, and I'm like, well, that's definitely us. We refuse to use that thing for sure. Uh, but let's talk about the big news of 2020, which was obviously COVID. Right? We did a lot of shows uh, at that time on that issue, being comfortable with maybe connectivity. We talked about things like talking with your advisor over Zoom and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, you were the first person I remember using the term COVID-19, Mark. That was back in, I think, February of 20, even before March. Yeah, before my, that, my wife but, had had uh, some, inter, some encounters with uh, that stuff so in her field, so I got used to it early on. Yeah, yeah, and she uh, travels to Asia a lot, I know, right? She did so, before, yeah, up till then, yeah. Yeah, so before that, people just kept on saying coronavirus. Right, and right. You, you mentioned COVID-19, and of course, now it's ubiquitous, but... Back in early 2020, this is pre-COVID, what was completely dominating the headlines at that time, and most people forget, it was the first impeachment of President Trump over a phone call with the president of Ukraine. And that was really the first time that Ukraine was also in the news. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, we're very selective in what we choose to remember or pay attention to or what gets the headlines for how long, that's for sure. Yeah, and it wasn't that long ago. And our show's shortly after that in March and April of 2020 centered of course around COVID and keeping calm from an investing standpoint. And interestingly, we discussed then on the show uh, advice from a doctor client of mine that spent a lot of time then in hospitals and nursing homes. Mm -hmm. And he said, the best thing we could do to protect ourselves is basic thing, strengthen our immune system. Yeah. Right. Specifically, he mentioned exercise, walking regularly, eating healthy, getting plenty of rest, uh, reducing stress, staying connected socially. Uh, And of course, we added, don't get addicted to your cell phone or TV watching all the bad news. But (laughs) most people, most of us did the exact opposite of that. 
the eggs, the average American, I think, has gained something like 28 pounds. Wow, really? Yeah, over the past three years. So just a lot of doing the opposite of what the doctor recommended. And we look back in that time, really, the doctor gave wise counsel in the face of panic, confusion, and fear. Yeah. Well, and as humans, we do what we usually do. We overreact to to so many things and maybe overeat, basically, apparently on that, at 28 pounds. Uh, luckily, that didn't. I, I've got the middle-aged spread, but I, I didn't I didn't gain 28 pounds, so that's good. Uh, but as an advisor, let's, let's talk about that. Your role through all of this didn't really change, right? I mean, when you meet with people or met with people then, you're still, you're still listening, diagnosing, testing, treating, you know, and offering, you know, financial cure, if you will, potential financial cure to improve their, their financial outlook. Yeah. You know, that's a good way to look at it, Mark. I mean, as an advisor, you kind of liken to a doctor in that way when you're meeting with people. And unlike today's doctors who often tend to rush you out the door, it's a big pet peeve I have, Mark, Mm, with doctors. They're kind of, they're overloaded. They're treating thousands of patients. Uh, Oh, it's a turnstile for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're in and out. Yeah. Uh, We do take a lot of time with our, our, our clients and our friends. It's more like the old TV show. Do you ever hear of Marcus Welby, MD? Uh, yeah, you want to know something funny? That's who I'm named after. Are you really? Yeah, my mother was her favorite show in the 70s, and so she named me Marcus uh, after that character. Ah, <laughs> kind of funny you brought that up. Yep. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah. Well, most people probably never heard of right. the show. That was right. a 1960, I guess 19, late 60s, early 70s Yeah, early 70s, yep. With Robert Young, right, who's the same actor as Father Knows Best. And uh, so I think we're dating ourselves when we're talking about <laughs> Yeah, it. for sure. Uh, yeah, so I was, unfortunately, I don't have any kind of cool, you know, everybody has different, you know, is it a family name or different things whenever you, you ask your parents why they named you what they did. And uh, apparently mine was just because of TV shows. Both my first name and middle name is based on actors or characters from her favorite show at that time period. So... I'm like, wow, way to be creative, Mom. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I like that. It's, <laughs> okay, well, neat. I'm glad you do that. I do. I'm like, I'm named after my dad. I'm not sure who he, he's named after. It's a good question. I should find out in the family. Well, I, I'm but, actually glad I didn't get named after my dad. So in that respect, <laughs> I give her kudos. I'm like, thank you for doing that. I did not want to be a junior. So there you go. Yeah, right. We have a couple of juniors in our family. So, But getting back to what we're talking about, you know, I'm really proud of the shows we did back in 2020 during COVID, Indeed. Mark. That's where you really get tested as an advisor and as an investor as well. Yeah, you know, for sure, Donna. And one of the things we've talked about many times through the through all the episodes is, you know, you've been doing this a long time and there's advisors out there who have been in the industry for, they were in the industry for 10, 12 years, let's say. And basically that was entirely up years, right? From uh, the rebound of 09, let's say all the way up to 2019, you could be in business for 10 years and have never dealt with anything in the market as far as like turmoil, so to speak, right? I mean, little blips here and there. So uh, very cool that we've, uh, you know, been able to kind of go through those things and you've been able to kind of talk and show your strengths as as an advisor. And we've dealt with inflation, skyrocketing national debt, uh, the tax and the IRA rule changes as, as we talked about before that could damage your savings. So some good stuff. Yeah. I mean, recently that issue you mentioned about inflation is is what the Federal Reserve is trying to deal with right now. Right. As we speak, Right. The Federal Reserve is uh, likely going to raise rates a quarter point. That's the thinking, right? Um, And the Federal Reserve basically has two main jobs, two roles. 
One is to keep inflation around 2%. That's kind of what they call the target rate. Mm -hmm. And the other is to maintain full employment. And as of this point in time, the the full employment, you know, they're they're seeing that as kind of being something that has been reached right over the past couple of years. And, you know, they're trying to reduce the inflation rate by yeah. raising the interest rate. Employment's strong. Uh, there's signs that it's been softening a bit recently. Um, but the good news is that there's more people now between the ages of 25 and 55 in the workforce more than any time since pre-COVID, since 2019. That's good, right? So more people out there working. Inflation is easing, um, but prices are still high. Depending on right? certain things, right, for sure. Yeah, rents, home prices are high, airline prices, restaurant prices are high. The Fed action definitely seems to be slowing down some parts of the economy. Uh, during our recent vacation, we traveled to Savannah, Georgia. I'm sure you've been there. Mm -hmm. uh, St. Augustine, Disney, uh, Siesta Key, Florida. We noticed that, particularly in the resort areas, the crowds were way down compared to recent years. Uh, the most recent inflation rate last month was just about 3%. So that's that's down significantly from 9% earlier in the year. Yeah, and that's the published rate, right? We all know that there's definitely yeah. certain items that are going to be higher than that, and, and typically it tends to be higher than what they actually put out there anyway. I just saw something, Don, that said luxury items and luxury companies have really been taking a beating uh, the last couple of years. And many, I mean, uh, Victoria's Secret and, and uh, I think Rolex, lots of places, they filed bankruptcy. Uh, didn't even realize, like a lot of these companies and stuff. So, you know, it seems like uh, there's still some areas that are certainly hurting. Um, so why does it seem like in the real world when we go to a, rest a restaurant or a grocery store or travel or something like that, it does feel higher than that 3% that I talked about? Yeah, you hit on a good point. I mean, keep in mind that 3% is an average, right? And excludes things like food, energy, and housing. Yeah, right? kind of important yeah. stuff, you know. Kind of important. I guess we need food, right? We need air conditioning. We need to live in a house. So it'd be kind of convenient to leave that out, which right. the government does. So we have to keep that in mind. So you really need to look at your own personal inflation rate and your personal inflation, I guess, situation, you would call it, mm -hmm. particularly with things like education costs, which have been going up way more than inflation over the past 20 years. Oh, yeah. Healthcare. Same. Uh, property taxes, which they're starting to you know creep up more than inflation. Uh, and income taxes. And inflation is really a kind of a type of a tax. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. It's a good way of looking at that. And, and certainly a lot of places have gotten crafty around things like property taxes too. So you know, different things. You and I talked on a show a while back that you were surprised to to see that here in my state that we, you know, our, our vehicles taxed uh, as a property tax as well. So just different things like that, that, uh, and they've been doing that a long time, but there's been other creative ways that they've been looking at those kinds of things. Yeah. And speaking of creative waves, we've talked about this over the past year or so, the idea of shrinkflation, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You go to buy something and then the package is smaller, but the price is the same. Yeah. So you are paying more. So, but what has, I guess, helped at least recently with inflation is uh, no more free government money, right? These <laughs> right. stimulus checks. Well, and, except for the $6 billion that they found or whatever. <laughs> well, that was, you know, the, 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 the billions of the six billion or six trillion, which one? Whichever I don't remember what I just saw. They were like, "Oh, we 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 found some non-used stimulus money," you know. Oh, gotcha. The unused yeah. money, yeah. yeah. But that's you know the big stimulus checks are kind of a thing of the yes, past for sure. Yeah. Um, more people working, as I mentioned before, the energy costs have 
been fairly moderate. So it, it kind of has eased the inflation bubble a bit. Of course, these yeah. other things we talked about do, do take a bite out of your budget. Well, you know, we, we've talked many times, too, about the national debt. I just saw something else, too, that said uh, the national debt, while higher than it's ever been, our GDP is higher. And so they were breaking it down and saying that basically – uh, the same kind of numbers in the 90s, we were actually in worse shape then and kind of pulled our way out of that. Uh, I don't know how accurate that is, but I thought it's something worth bringing up. So, because we're at what, $30 trillion in national debt? That's got to figure into things. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a conversation actually uh, I had with a client a couple of days ago was this idea of what they call the debt to GDP ratio. Yeah. Where the GDP is $25 trillion and the debt's like $32 trillion. So the debt's higher than the, uh, GDP, which is not good, right? No, uh, not at all. Over the years, and except for some rare instances, the debt has been always lower than the GDP. But you know, we've talked about that over the years, and just since 2020, the government's added like eight trillion dollars in debt. Okay, so think about that. That's 25 percent. Of all the debt we have as a country since 1776 Mind boggling has yeah. been added in the past three years. And if you go to a website called usdebtclock.org, it's a fascinating website. It shows in real time the increase in the debt, as well as something called the debt per taxpayer, <laughs> right? Which is over $250,000 per taxpayer. So look at it this way. If you have four people in your family, that's a million dollars in debt that needs to be paid. Yeah. And that on top of your normal life, right? Stuff. I mean, you know, it's just mind boggling right. to service the, the national debt. It's just beyond mind blowing, really. And one one hears that, Don, and goes, how can how can we ever pay that back? Well, great question. That gets back to your question on taxes and IRA changes. And think of it this way. There's over $40 trillion in retirement accounts like IRAs, 401ks, and pensions that have never been taxed. We've been taught all of our lives to defer, defer, defer taxes, right? Mm -hmm. Put money in IRAs and 401ks. Now that tax bill is coming due on all that money. Yeah, it's got so, a nice target on its back for sure. A, yep. A huge, giant bullseye on the IRA money. That's where the money is going to go to pay off a good chunk of that debt. So let's do the math. So let's see if you have a family, I mentioned a four, mm -hmm. national debt, $30 trillion, $250,000 per taxpayer, or million dollars per family. Mm -hmm. And you happen to be a good saver over many, many years, you end up with an IRA worth $2 million that's never been taxed. The biggest beneficiary may not be your family, but the IRS. Yeah. So look at it this way. The IRA is an IOU to the IRS. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> That's uh, why he talks so much about IRA planning and the value of the Roth IRA in particular. Once the money is in the Roth IRA, it's tax-free for you and your family. Yeah, as long as they don't change the rules. So, you know, if you make a deposit into your Roth IRA or convert uh, your traditional IRA over to a Roth IRA and pay the conversion tax, and all that money will, in theory, stay growing you know, tax-free. That's correct. Exactly. Yeah. So the old saying is buy low, sell high. That's like an old investment axiom, right? Mm -hmm. With a Roth IRA, it's convert 
the traditional IRA when taxes are low. Like they are now. And take the money out yep. down the road when the value is high in the Roth IRA. And all the money's tax-free. Whether it's you taking the money out or the, the family down the road taking the money out if you pass the money on to them. So on our March 2020 show, March, you can look this up on Spotify. It's our March 19th, 2020. It was the low point of the stock market. We discussed converting the traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. Okay. So if someone did that and simply invested in the S&P 500 index, the value would have doubled in, in three years. In the three years since. Wow. That's wild. Think about that. Of course, we never try to time the market. No. Just follow time-tested planning and investing principles and stay prudent, be patient, don't panic, and do the right thing. So it reminds me of a story that someone told me recently, actually, of a, a wise economist who won a Nobel Prize in economics at a somewhat advanced age. And he was outside in the backyard speaking to his neighbor and the neighbor commented to him, Bob, now that you won the Nobel Prize, what's next in your career? And, and he said, now I'm in the wisdom business. <laughs> so <laughs> it, It's kind of how like I see our role. Like we're in the, in the wisdom business when it comes to retirement planning and investing and, and doing the things to protect your family. Yeah, I like that. That's very cool. Well, you know, again, it's all about finding the right strategies and situation for you. And, you know, we've said many times on the show, you know, we, we try to impart some useful nuggets of information. But at the same time, you want to make sure that you're taking that information and sitting down with a qualified professional like Don to see how it's going to affect your unique situation before you take any action. Because while there are these universal things that affect us all, like taxation and Social Security and so on and so forth, uh, how it plays into your unique scenario is different from person to person. And so to have uh, that kind of puzzle help you know kind of solve that puzzle get with a qualified pro like Don he's a CPA and a CFP and of course he's here to help folks who are not already working with him so share the podcast with others who might benefit from the content as he mentioned before you can find us on Apple Google Spotify uh, simply type in your money in your life you'll find it popping up that way in the search box of those apps or you could just stop by one of two websites you could go by Don's main website donaldcash.com that's donaldcash.com or to go straight for the podcast information go to doncashpodcast.com that's doncashpodcast.com we'll have links in the show notes as well don thanks for hanging out it's been cool to do 100 episodes with you looking forward to 100 more i'll see you at number 101 thanks all right we'll see you next time have yourself a great week and we'll catch you later here on your money and your life with don cash Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash & Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of New Jersey.